is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Well, I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wanderson. Good night. Gentlemen, this is the Democracy Manifest. Recording from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. It's World Champion Podcast. I'm Brighton SLC. <laughs> and I'm Sean Black. World Champion Podcast. We are two men who signed a bad contract tasked with becoming the greatest podcast in the world. We're trapped in a Ferris wheel. We discuss the only things we know how. Mysteries, metal, music. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Yeah, that brings us to the Halloween Spooktacular Part 2. Part 2, yeah. Now we... uh, Two weeks in the making. Yeah, two weeks in the making. We couldn't record last week because we were too scared. Uh, I got home to the Ferris wheel, and I I congratulated you on doing such a good job with the spooky fake spiderwebs. No, not fake. Right. Spadora had checked in. Spadora had shown up. She was right next to the recording equipment. Yeah, so we had to actually rent a car and live mm-hmm. in that for a couple of weeks, so we weren't able to record. Right. But everything's cleared up now, as mm-hmm. far as we know. Well, um, part of me was hoping that Spadora had actually recorded an episode. That was I was trying to look for a silver lining. Yeah, I kept checking our... I was uh, like, maybe she just, you know, talking about spider stuff, spider woman stuff. That would be really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I would try to snag her for an interview, but... It's more likely that she would snag us for a snack. Exactly. And we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hey, trick-or-treating coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get any trick-or-treaters here in the Ferris wheel, but I did go to the, uh, the general store, and they, they're not selling like Hershey bars and stuff, just corn, just dried corn. Just dried corn, yeah. But if you think about it, that's actually a better treat if you're starving and sort of a trick. So it kind of gets both of those out of the way. You're a child eating dried corn, you know. You're like, ah, this is really hard. I think I cut my gums. Yeah. It might be because the mayor is a duck, and ducks like dried corn. Yeah. I also noticed that there was a lot of loaves of bread. Lots of bread. Daled bread. Daled bread that that they were saying, great for Halloween. It said above it in the grocery store. And I was like, huh. In orange and black bags. Right. Stale bread. Yeah, really bizarre. Also, speaking of cutting your gums on corn, there was a, a, an official press release from the uh, government office, as they call it. It's very vague. I'm not sure exactly what part of the government here locally. But it says, in, in the past, we, we've announced to, to be careful about razor blades in the, in the apples that are given out. But it, it's happening just so much that now this year they're saying just use lots of fluoride, get your teeth very strong. So once you bite into the razor blade, you can shatter it. Yeah, I know it's it's controversial in a lot of towns when they put fluoride in the water. Mm-hmm. But um, here we're just putting water in the fluoride. Really. Right, right. It's and it, it, I think it's working great so far. So if you if you happen to catch one of those razor blades, it's a Smogville local razor blade, and they're kind of made to shatter, just just because they're so cheap. <laughs> right. So, so just spit it out. Try to not yeah, swallow they're, it. They're, they're, yeah. Even if you swallow it, you'll probably be okay. So I just, I just want to rest, like have all the parents' minds just rest at ease. Yeah. Razor blade is no trouble this year. But I do hope everyone out there uh, sincerely has a happy uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you know, if you celebrate Halloween. Right. Um, before we move on, I just want to really quickly say last week I teased the behind-the-scenes video that is up on our Facebook page. Look for World Champion podcast on facebook and you'll find us i'll also put that uh, if you go to our website worldchampionpodcast.com you can see that in the notes for this episode so yeah. if you want to check that out do see, see what do our lives check it out. are like yes yeah but i think let's uh let's quickly move along to probably our most popular segment blow your speakers Blow your speakers, as we all know, mm-hmm. 
is our attempt to become heavy metal snobs one album at a time or concert at, at a time. Yeah. Also, we're big time snobby on this one. So we're going to be snobby going back and forth with some snobbery. Yeah. I'm going to start off by talking about going to California Death Fest. Two, I think. Uh. I'm pretty sure on the flyer there was a two. So this is the second California Death Fest. I, I was very late. There, there was a lot of bands, uh. and I just felt like if I had to sit through ten grindcore bands, I'd probably get a really bad headache. So where, what city was this in? What this, kind of venue was it in? This is in Oakland in a place called, it was called like the Metro something. It was in downtown Oakland. Oh, like an indoor venue, though. Indoor venue, a surprise. Not a Woodstock situation. I, yeah, I okay. thought maybe just there's not as many metalheads as I'd initially thought. And so it, but it was a big, big warehouse. I was pleased to see that just everybody in there, lots of patches, lots of, lots of black clothing. Yeah. I was really pleased with that, just like I'd imagined. And then when you first go into it, it's almost like a swap meet of people that are all selling patches and shirts and like belt buckles, it was just this like metal swap meet. Every band, yeah. except I went up to the patch guy and I said, "Do you have any sleep patches?" And he said, "No." Like not <laughs> not even a, not even thinking about it. He must have had two hundred patches on his like. These are the bands, and I, I said, "Sleep? No, and no sleep." Was sleep playing? No. This this oh. was well, <laughs> no. For, well, I mean, but I mean everything. But they had Judas Priest and, and Iron Maiden and stuff. Oh, and they, okay. they, they weren't playing. Metallica yeah. wasn't playing. They had plenty okay, of sure. they had all that stuff. But Friday nights grindcore and uh, like kind of thrash metal. Saturday was, and I didn't go to Saturday or Sunday. I had other business to take care of on the coast. Mm-hmm. Which that kind of sounds cool. Kind of sounds like I was setting up some kind of drug deal or something. I had other business, yeah. I had other business on the coast. I don't want to talk about it right now. Hey, I got business on the coast. Friday, I'm talking about Friday night. Saturday and Sunday, that's my business. So Friday night uh, was, like I said, grindcore, thrash. Saturday was death metal, and Sunday was black metal. And I would have liked to see the death metal day. There was quite a few bands. I like that they don't intermingle. They do a little bit. Because I don't know if I would like that. I think going to a festival, you, you want the... The diversity there, so you right. get that's your taste what I buds thought. don't get bored. And that's what I thought, too. And when I ordered the ticket, I was ordering it specifically for this band called Black Breath. And I didn't really look at the, the, the names of the other bands much because yeah. they're written in fonts that I can't read. Right. To be honest. I'll look at these. Like, <sighs> I, I should post the poster for California Death Fest. It just looks like a cat attacked like a painting. It just scratches everywhere. And those, these are apparently words. And so, and so, yeah, if I know the band already, I recognize the, the image. It's not even recognizing the words. You just recognize, oh, I recognize those spikes. That's Black Breath, who I've been trying to see for probably 10 years. And so I didn't, I didn't check out the other bands. I was upset that it was all grindcore, which makes, that makes me sound like a <laughs> but I don't care. What is a grindcore? Oh, grindcore. Why am I even asking? Of course I know what grindcore is. It's oh, exactly what it sounds like. I know. Like. I was saying that. It kind of is, actually. Yeah. It's kind of the most... Oh, you know, it's like, like Doors-esque synthesizers and hip-hop samples. No, come on. It's just constant screaming. It's really, really fast. The songs are about a minute long. The music is as distorted as it can be. It's about the most abrasive thing you can listen so to. So it's the musical equivalent of those fonts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like the musical equivalent of when a dentist is drilling your teeth. Mm-hmm. But you just picture that, but really, really loud. And someone's screaming while it's happening. So maybe someone's getting a dental procedure against their will, <laughs> and you've recorded it. And that, that's grindcore. Sure. And Black Breath's a little more on the thrashy kind of side, much more like a, kind of a... They're kind of like Motorhead a little bit, which you know, oh, you know what Motorhead sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're a lot like that, a little more abrasive. But yeah. I, I love them. Yeah. And so the, they were great. There's not, nothing much to say about the show besides it was just... A big giant warehouse full of full of cool people slash felons, I imagine. Right. <laughs> what was the vape rate? There was not a lot of vaping actually. That, mm. I, it was pretty low. It was, I think, it was pretty high alcohol consumption. Oh, uh, okay. And there's actually not a lot of weed either. A lot of times a, a concert starts and you suddenly it's just you're fil- you're like like you think there's a fire in the venue, right? Until you smell it's the sweet leaf. It's not. It's not the, the, the actual, like, support beams burning. Right. <laughs> so, so it was a lot of fun. I loved going. I'm going to try to go next year, but I'm going to plan it better. 
I'm going to decipher the band names so I can know which bands I'm seeing. Yeah, and go on the day that you want. Go on the day I really... I, I felt like I got my money's worth. It was 40 oh, okay. bucks for the whole day. Oh, sure. And I would have paid 40 bucks just to see Black Breath. Okay, yeah, of course. That's great. So, But uh, do you even know the Fibonacci sequence, man? <laughs> do you even know Bill Hicks? Oh, let's talk. Let's get deep. You want to get deep? Yeah, let's get deep. Let's get deep. So... Just the other day, and I want to, I want to, I want to do a brag, brag here. Okay. I was, I was trying to think of a way to word a humble brag, but I just want to come out and brag. Sure. Through my connections, I got uh, private suite tickets to see Tool, and this is this is something is that, that was. Is that tied to your business on the West Coast at all? It's, it's not. It's not tied directly. Okay. But but it's it's another kind of. It's, I don't want to talk about that. No, don't. don't. How I got these tickets? Yeah. But there's something that makes me extra happy about stuff like this because this was kind of a pearls before swine situation. I like Tool fine. I don't, I don't really listen to them. They're, I listened to them when I was a little kid. But then it's, 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 it's not like I'm obsessed with them. It's not like I know the, the Fibonacci, Fettuccine, Alfredo sequence or any of that stuff. I just thought, oh, this, I know these guys are beloved and cult heroes. Yeah. Uh, so I got some tickets. I, I invited you, invited a couple other friends, and we were able to sit in a, in a suite and watch Tool. And I'm so glad we were in that suite so I didn't have to Oh my God, mingle. Oh, my. Th- that's kind of what I... Once we talk about Tool, that's kind of what I more want to talk about. Right. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> like you, I know the radio hits, mm-hmm. and I like them. And I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but in Salt Lake City, there's... You know, they're, they're songs that are 23 years old are still on the radio four times an hour. Right. And that's it. You know, they've, they've probably got like, I don't know, eight or nine big radio songs. Yeah, they 10. do. So I know all those. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't listened to one of their albums since, uh, I don't know any of the song titles. But the last well, album, you, I, the last wait, album wait, I listened wait, wait, wait. to is you, the one that goes, You know, track. Drunk, donk, drunk, donk, donk, drunk, donk. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you do know Oh, yeah, one. I know the title, you know, track number one. You know one. track number one from yeah. the MTV video. Yeah. I know there's at least a song called track one out there. Yeah, track one. They don't call it that when they play it on the radio, but yeah, track number one. No, when I, yeah, so when I was a teenager, I got Undertow, their big debut. And this was back when my parents were still slightly trying to keep me... In, under control, yeah, because I was turning into just a wild animal, like, yeah. like you do when you're a teenager, right? You're faking robberies, yeah. And I and I buy I buy I bought CDs all the time, and this was the one time my parents decided to be like, let's check out what you bought. Oh no, of all the times, yeah. So so I'm like, oh okay, here's the new Tool album, and they they and and they pick it up, look at it. All right, first of all, let's look at these song titles: Prison Sex, huh? Well, that can't be much worse than what's inside this booklet. Let's look inside. Oh, it's a 400-pound naked woman. <laughs> and what else is in there? There's a, isn't cow, there like, there's a cow licking its own butthole. Isn't there like a burnt corpse or something? Or is that know. in the next one? Might be the next one. By that point, my parents had no rights to look at my CDs. <laughs> I'd taken a stand. <laughs> the funny part was is they sort of were trying to like... It was a strange situation because my dad's really into rock and roll. And so he kind of didn't care. At the end, he was like, yeah. okay, here you go. Yeah. Uh, he, it was almost like they were just trying to give me shit and make me feel stupid. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. I felt stupid. I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to a band uh, with a song called Prison Sex. All right? Are you happy, Mom? Are you happy, Dad? Uh, the, the way I would have played it would have been like, ew, oh, no, really? What? Oh. Oh, do I you only, I just know, I only know sober. I thought they were but even that, like a sober band. Even though, why can't we not be sober? Like, that's what it's about. And the, the, your, your parents don't want you doing drugs. Right. They want you sober. But so, I, mean, I would have really played dumb on the whole thing. I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of was like, oh, they're new, but I don't know. I would have acted uh, like I was just as disgusted as they were. <laughs> I remember the other thing that's in the, the album. There's a pig that's like slammed on top of a bunch of forks. And then they've shaved undertow into its body. Yeah. That's in cool. fact, that's why undertow is outlawed. In smog, I was just going to say, yeah. once, once Mayor Scream, Max Duck, saw that image. Oh, wait a minute. No. No, Zephyr's the one running Zephyr, for Mayor. It's, Zephyr the pig. Oh, no, it's required in every home. <laughs> it's required. It is, yeah. <laughs> I 
I got no, that backwards. Memes. There's terrible memes it's, about it. It's banned to not own it. Right. I, I, I'm sorry. I worded that wrong. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the the band themselves. Well, the concert was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me sound like I didn't like it. I loved it. Uh, they're the lights, man. Lights and lasers and and gooey images the production. and like neon signs and stuff. No, and and what you you were a little bit late. So what you missed is yeah. when they started out playing. There was no nothing on any of the screens, just a few lights. Yeah. With every song, they would add another thing. Oh, suddenly half of the TV screen has some weird, like Meat Man dancing yeah. around. Then it's two screens. Then it's four screens. Then all of a sudden, there's lasers, and then there's lights. And then and it's th- like a thing, like going in the middle of the stage. Yeah. And then there's there's lights around the stage. By the end, it was it was overwhelming. And yeah. It, and I just thought, this is how you do it right. Yeah. This is how you do a concert. Yeah. It, even if you had literally never heard their music before, you would have left a fan. Well, I haven't been to. Well, this year I've been to like two or three big arena shows. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to an arena show in years, but I used to love going to those because. You know, I go to a show in a club, and you hear some good music, and you maybe bang around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But these arena shows are, like, telling a story yeah. through, like, the song sequences and the lights, and they can be really fun. Yeah. Um, I loved that they had this big, wide, uncluttered stage, and then on that stage was two guys who didn't really move outside of a little five-foot radius. Right, and then here's something about that that kind of, like, before they started playing, I, I saw Tool when I was 14 at Lollapalooza 3. Wow. Wearing, wearing TiVos. And make, they were, keep and, going. Make and, it more 90s. And they, and they were... I, 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 well, I mean, it was an outside venue, and I'd, I'd never been to a concert. So I'm like, Mom, drop me off at Lollapalooza. I'll just be wearing my, my, my short... My, they were like... I might have been wearing, like, John Cena jean shorts. Yeah. And then TiVos, barefoot. Yeah. And so then I didn't realize that people moshed at shows. Oh, yeah. And people crowded forward and stuff. So by the end of the day, my feet were just like blackened hamburger meat. <laughs> but I went to see Tool. They played on the side stage, like a tiny stage with like 100 people. And all the while, on the main stage, Arrested Development was playing. <laughs> I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, Mr. Tennessee. Wendell. But yeah, so I, I watched Tool. And this was... So I, I hadn't seen them since then. So... You know, that's 25 years ago or something. So I, I was expecting kind of the same thing, just a rock band. But then after the first band played, which were straight up a Nine Inch, nine inch Nails ripoff, like, compl- like unbelievable, almost like if you were watching a, a parody skit about, wow. about gothic bands, yeah. about kind of like the industrial scene, like KMFDM and, and all that stuff. After they got done, it was a half an hour to clear the stage. Because I, the, oh yeah, because Tool had posted online. We go on stage at eight forty-five. Yeah, it, the, the first band got done at eight oh five, and I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, yeah. "That's a long time." Yeah, but no, they had to clear the whole stage. Then they vacuumed the stage. That's weird. They vacuumed the entire stage, and I've been to hundreds of concerts. I have never seen them vacuum the stage, and I started thinking, "These guys, this is some kind of like crazy, like no brown M and M's for Van Halen yeah. thing." Or like some kind of OCD thing. I don't know. Well, I, f- I found out today that the drummer had to be hospitalized just a couple days ago for a staph infection. I knew that. So was it, so does think, vacuuming the stage help? I don't know. Maybe that's just clean, just just for health reasons, like yeah. safety. Yeah, could have been vacuum the stage in case there's bacterium. I felt more like it was an Elvis Presley sort of like demand where you have to, yeah. no matter what your demand is, you have to meet it because the band is so famous. Yeah, that might be it. And I and so yeah, they vacuum the stage. The guitarist is on one corner, the bassist on the other corner, then in the back is the on, on a little platform is the drums, and then there's a corner that's just completely black, and that's where Maynard, the singer, sang. Yeah. With no lights on him, dressed in scuba gear. He's dr- yeah, that's what's weird is no lights on him, but he still made it a point to dress outrageously. And when you could kind of see him, he was like dancing around and stuff. Yeah, he was, like, he, he was way into it. Yeah. But he was—he looked kind of the, like a a riot cop mixed with a scuba instructor. What I thought is like he went to Spirit the Halloween store and got the like uh, nylon Captain America America costume with the built-in muscles. That's kind of that's, yeah. that's what it looked like to me. Fair enough. Yeah, and then goggles of like weird goggles. Yeah, he was wearing goggles. Yeah, so it was it was one of the best rock bands I've ever seen. It was I, quite it a was, spectacle. It was unbelievable yeah. to me. And and I'm I'm almost glad I wasn't a fan because it really 
my expectations were so low going into it that it yeah. was. If I was like obsessed with Tool, I might have been like, oh, well, they didn't even play this one math equation song. <laughs> yeah. But no, I was knocked, my socks were knocked right through my shoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, such a spectacle. And I did like afterwards that the guys, minus Maynard, were like grinning and hugging and yeah. vibing. Like they seemed like they really had a good time. So yeah, it seemed like they enjoyed I mean, each other. Sold out, totally sold out. They're only doing four shows on this tour. Yeah, it's a tiny tour. That's why I wanted to brag also, because I knew this is such a hot ticket. Yeah. And I could, I could have. I could have stayed home and just watched reruns. I, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. So that just, I could have just cleaned my teeth with the ticket and thrown it away. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just love that. It makes me feel really... Um, vaporate on that crowd? Okay, that's what I want to get to next. Is I was, when I was saying it was one of the best rock bands I've ever seen, playing to one of the worst crowds I've ever experienced... Yeah, and if if you if you're a listener and you happen to be there, have seen Tool before, we're not talking about you. You're the exception, right? Yeah, right. We're not talking about your weird long goatee, <laughs> right? Or your backwards baseball cap, and we're not talking about your vape rig, which I'm sure is is impressive. It's got a big battery on it. Yeah, I'm not talking about your uh, Fox uh, racing like motocross shirt. What is that? What is that? What fox? is that? That Fox that like. Italicized fox it's head. It's a fox head. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. motocross. Yeah. I'm not talking about your monster energy drinks. Enjoy them. No, no. And I'm not talking about just the douchey, huge, almost, you could almost smell the testosterone. In the well, air. that was the crazy thing. You know, I always wear a baseball cap. By the end of the show, my hat had flipped around backwards. I don't know how that right, happened. Right, right. I know. I didn't do it. I know. And it just you, happened. Yeah. And we we both had face piercings, yeah. like like people do in 2016. Yeah. You still have an eyebrow piercing. Yeah, it was weird. We were just kind of covered in oil, like a thin layer of of oil. I no, when I got home, I washed my hands. First thing, <laughs> yeah, I was washing my, and I didn't even touch that much stuff. Yeah. But yeah, just just like you got a, one of the smartest bands with one of the dumbest fan bases, and I and I it just gave me total cog. What's the word? Cognitive dissonance? Sure. With two, like, in my head it was like, oh, this is a good band, but they have dumb, dumb, dumb fans, so that must make them a dumb band, but they can't, so they can't be a good band and a bad band. You know, it's, this is... This it's is, the kind of thing that makes a robot short circuit. It is. Yeah. I would have. My head would have exploded if I was a, a robot, or, yeah. more, or a less uh, advanced robot, I should say. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, what else is there to say, really, about... Oh, I, I, here's one thing that popped into my head. A l- just a little kind of side note. That wh- what's that? M- m- is it Murakami, the writer, the kind of strange Japanese yeah. writer? What's his m- most recent book called? Uh, I don't remember. It's, it's about a guy. It's like the long walk of. It's may, about some guy's long walk. My, Before that was one Q eight four. That's the one I'm thinking of. IQ eighty four. One Q eight four. Is it one? Yeah. You sure it's not a nine? No, it's one Q84, and it's some kind of pun that we don't get in English. It's some kind of Japanese pun. Okay. Well, I've only seen that book in passing at the bookstore, and I just thought the book was called IQ84. So maybe I'm as dumb as this, what I'm about to say, but <laughs> that's the first thing that popped into my head, is nobody in that crowd, <laughs> nobody there had an IQ that cracked 100. I, I will put money on it. It was really, I mean, this isn't us being elitist or snobby. It's well, us I guess being, it is it, snobby. No, it's us, well, us being elitist and snobby is about the free tickets and stuff. Yeah. This aspect is like humans versus, uh, what are they called? What are the mutants called that live yeah, underground yeah. in the X-Men? Morlocks. Morlocks. Yeah. So it's not me, it's not us being above other people. It's us being above Morlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, I had a funny concert experience. Uh, I went to a show on Friday, pretty much as far on the opposite end of the color wheel from Tool as you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. But, um, there was this funny moment where the band did like this little acoustic break with just, uh, two of the members, an acoustic guitar and a singer. Then they bring the rest of the band back on stage, the drummer, the guitarist, the bass player. And they're like, Hey, any requests? We, we talked to someone before the show that drove 19 hours to be here. What song do you want to hear? And they shouted out some song. They're like, great, we'll play that. And it was a song that was, again, another, like, mellow, acoustic-y song. Oh. So the guitar, <laughs> yeah, so the guitarist, who was on stage ready to go, like, he, he took his guitar off because he knew the song and then was going to, like, walk backstage and then realized he was trapped on stage. 
So, so the whole, sh- the whole song, it's a sweet, like tender song. And then the guitarist is standing there, not sure what to do. Oh no! And I couldn't take my eyes off him. It was so funny. He like, he was like, picked up his cu- mug and like took a sip and was gonna take another sip and put it down. He took off half his jacket and then decided to leave his jacket on. He would just kind of like every once in a while he would do a little like half-assed dance and then yeah. he'd go back to holding still. Okay, that's his problem. Yeah. You need to you got to be like Maynard in the dark dancing yeah. and grooving the yeah. whole time. He should have danced the whole song. Yeah. It's either that or you just lay down or something. Yeah, just I would have just sat down. Yeah, he's like, like kind of messed with his mic stand. Like you don't just like uh, it was mesmerizing. It was it was so interesting and it reminded me of that click hole guy that's always in mm-hmm. awkward situations. Yeah, which we we'll have to post something about that because yeah, we can't. That's, really that's a deep. That. Uh, yeah, it really is. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's from our personal conversations yeah. off air. Um, I saw Deer Hunter. We, while well, we're talking right. concert, yeah. so I'm throwing that in there too. Second time in one year. They, they're awesome. That's all I have to say. Okay. That, that's back to bragging. Yeah. How could I humble brag that? Like, oh gosh, I'm such a dork. I see Deer Hunter twice in one year. Yeah, like oh, I'm just I'm one of those music nerds. Yeah, and so I saw you know I saw him twice. I kind of it's kind of silly to see a band twice in one year that people love. Yeah, but I flew to Oregon to see. But I flew no, I saw him in San Diego. Uh, this time I saw him right in Smogville, so I was happy about that. Yeah. They were not. They no, they actually seemed like they were rushing through their set. Did I tell yeah, you, you this? said that. Yeah, like they they kind of when I saw him in San Diego, they were jamming some of the songs. I felt like they were extending. This time. The the uh, singer slash guitarist I forgot his name the the main one the yeah. one the one that looks like Abraham Lincoln yeah he was like playing some some of the more guitar heavy songs and he was going like he was setting the 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 pace for the drummer so like some of them start with just huh. guitar and by the time the drums come in he's kind of locked into that that speed and they were fucking flying through some of their songs that's, that's a really interesting thing about seeing a band more than once like there there's a couple bands that will come through every year and I'll always check them out. And you can tell, like, oh, they phoned this one in. Oh, yeah. The, the, it's, it's really interesting. The Smogville performance was completely phoned in. Wow. It was like, let's get this shit done. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Well, keeping on the music tip, uh, let's, uh, we haven't done this in a while. One of our most popular segments, mini music movies. I want my mini music movies. In the spirit of Halloween, I wanted to track down a live performance of Monster Mash. Right, and this segment is about taking these mini music videos yeah. and talking about them. Right, right. And it's something available on YouTube you can watch along. In every case time. this is your first episode and you chose, for some reason, Halloween Spooktacular Part 2. Hey, we get more listeners every week, man. Uh, welcome, new right, listeners. Yeah, welcome. We'll, we'll keep trying to explain our ridiculous segments to you. Yes. So there's a lot of, like, fun little things people have edited together themselves with, like, Scooby-Doo footage or whatever. But this was from, I, I guess, American Bandstand. I don't know. It's Dick Clark. It's old. It's old. Um, it must have been when the song first came out. It was a number one hit in 1962. Now, now, before we even reveal the name of this song, to me, it I is... I think I've already said what it is. Did you say it already? Yeah, I think so. To me, it's unbelievable that this was actually a real... Like, a, like <laughs> yeah. to me, it's always been this jokey, Weird Al Yankovic goofball song. Yeah. Specifically tied to a holiday. It's like, can you imagine hearing, uh, I just uh, saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus the first time and being like, what a song. Yeah. Play that again. Call the DJ. I want to hear, hear the Mama kissing Santa Claus. I mean, this was, 1962 was a weird time. Elvis was kind of off the radar Mm-hmm. And the Beatles hadn't shown up yet, so so we so have, we got we get Monster Mash we get Monster Mash yeah, and so it's Dick Clark and what's weird is Dick Clark who's famously like ageless um, back then who knows how old he is twenty five mm-hmm. looks looks pretty old he does but he kind of looked older then than he did in the eighties it yeah because of that style that I don't know what it was because because if you think about it he must have been a twenty four year old you yeah. know he must have been. But, you know, when we were 24, we just, we looked like goofballs. Yeah. But he looks like your dad's accountant. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, find this video on YouTube, Bobby Boris Pickett uh, and, uh, singing Monster Mash. So he, he's in the crowd, and there's, he's with some guy in the most bizarre Halloween rubber mask thing I've ever seen. It was, was that supposed to be a beatnik mask? I think it was a, like a sailor, like a, a, a oh, pirate. Yeah. Or, not a pirate, but like a sailor. 
Yeah. Or like old man mask, maybe? Just old man that lives by the sea? <laughs> yeah, that has like a giant saggy face. It's really, the whole thing is so uncomfortable. I was talking to someone off air about this, and I think in the 70s and 80s, kind of with the horror movie industry, they brought masks to the next level. Yeah. So they, they really mastered latex, and you know, by, by the mid-80s, you could get a kick-ass werewolf mask or, yeah. or mummy mask. But this is, what'd you say, 62? Yeah. This must have been one of the first attempts at a latex mask. Yeah, where they just took a sheet of latex, punched in a couple holes, and drew mm. it with a marker. Yeah, it's, it's dangling off the face in a horrifying, like someone melting from radiation way. Yeah. So he, uh, so he introduces Bobby Boris Pickett, and I'm really excited to see how they pull this off live. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, the, you know, go-go dancers singing back up and right. whatever. But no, Bobby Boris Pickett, who I've never seen what he looks like before. I always I, pictured Monster Mash. I always pictured, like, Christopher Lee singing it. I sort of have never thought about a person actually doing it. Right. It almost seems like it just exists. Like, it's maybe The Count yeah. from Sesame Street. Or I, I always pictured a Christopher Lee type guy in a lab Like, coat. they just got some horror movie actor to yeah. do it. And that, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. But no, he's just a, a guy in a suit with a gallon of pomade in his hair. Oh, wait. We got to talk about the guy in the crowd once they reveal who it is. Oh, yeah. It's Don Knotts. It's Don Knotts? That's Don Knotts. Is it not? I don't know. I, I, I got confused. No, the, the guy... Because he takes his mask off and people like start cheering. It's Don and, Knotts. Oh, God. That's, that's amazing. It, yeah. It's weird as shit. Rewatch it, unless I'm totally mistaken. Yeah. Well, no, I thought it was weird because I didn't quite hear what he said. So the guy lifts up his mask, and then Dick Clark like laughs, and everyone cheers. Right. So I, I was like, well, what? I don't get at it. 62, that would have been what? The, the Dick Van Dyke show? What, what, what would he have been in at that point? I don't know. Maybe he was just a... He could have just been coming off that, and he would have been one of the most famous. It would have been like George Clooney taking the mask off <laughs> yeah. nowadays. Maybe he was... Uh... Yeah, Andy Griffith. We would, would have been two years into Andy Griffith. Or what did I say? Dick Van Dyke? Yeah. I, meant, I meant Andy Griffith. Yeah, yeah. Two years into Andy Griffith? Yeah, so... Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. That's that, like Luke Perry. Yeah. So two years into 90210. Yeah. So, yeah, so then Bobby Boris, he's standing there in his, just a dumb-looking suit, a dumb-looking guy. Then he starts lip-syncing to the song. So he's alone on stage in front of a curtain. Mm-hmm. And he's contorting his face... Horribly. In the most horrifying, strange way... It's almost like those Black Hole Sun special effects are on his face. It's, it's like that, and it's like if you've seen any of those SNL uh, Alec Baldwin being Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, one of the most impressive things about that is just his face must have been exhausted. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is making faces that were just... I, I could, couldn't stop yeah. watching it. And this guy was the same way. Yeah. It's like he was singing while constipated and trying to, like take a bullet out of his body you know you know someone <laughs> yeah. shot well it was almost like and they just they, they get the the tweezers they get them hot and they're just gonna pull the bullet out right right and bite down like, on something yeah like battlefield uh yeah. medicine yeah and that's what it looked like someone's removing a bullet and he's super constipated but he's got to get through this song that's that's pretty accurate because his face is just like it's almost like he had a team like he had like fishing line taped to various parts of his face like his eyebrows stage, and like stuff? yanking on it yeah. yeah maybe he wasn't real maybe he's like Jabba the Hutt where they have like five puppeteers <laughs> five inside guys. of him yeah it's freakish it is it's freakish and then at the end he gets some kind of award yeah Dick Van Dyke no uh, Dick mean... Clark <laughs> yeah Dick Van Dyke not involved it's funny to think that that in 2016 I've got Dick Van Dyke on my mind just he's just yeah. the, I love him to death, man. <laughs> he just did some some big dance. He's for, really like gone viral in the last few years. Well, it's because he's like he's so. like ninety two and he's yeah. just fit as a fiddle. He seems sharp as a tack. Yeah. Even though I'm using things that how you would have described things in the nineteen fifties at uh-huh. his at his prime. Yeah. <laughs> but he real, is still. a real swell guy. I saw a video where he was leading a group of dancers in Disneyland on yeah. his birthday. To do the Mary Poppins He's been going around dancing? the country doing that all over the place. Well, God bless him. Like, I saw him doing it on an IHOP. Really? Yeah. Or, like, singing some a cappella song. It almost makes me wonder if, like, he's, like, senile and he has some unscrupulous nephew who's, like, trotting oh, him no. out to things. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. He's like, has no idea where he is, but he's really good at bluffing. Yeah. The first skill you get when you get Alzheimer's is pretending that you don't have it. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of old people. I'm not, you I'm have, not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic. The no, first thing you, that happens yeah. 
is you start pretending that you're not going senile. Yeah. So he could be in that stage, has no idea what he's doing, yeah. thinks, oh, are we making Mary Poppins too? He's, and then his, his nephew is like, get back in the van. Get back. Yeah. He's, and he's nephew probably in law. It's a nephew-in-law. Yeah. It's not someone related. It's yeah. some, someone that like married into the family. And then his granddaughter mysteriously died. And then he's like, we're making money off yeah, this guy. Yeah, and then he's... But, but, what, but like, what I mean by that is he poisoned her just to get to Dick Van Dyke. You know what? Let's move on. Yeah? On that tip. Okay. The segment everyone's talking about, Mysteries of the Mysterious. Sorry, that was, it was just too close of a connection. Yeah. We're talking. Okay, we're talking the Greenbrier Ghost. Okay, and, th- and this is a segment where we talk about. It's kind of self-explanatory, actually. Mysteries of the un- unsolved mysteries that are mysterious. Yeah, and we try to solve them, and we do solve them. We we always solve them. We have a hundred percent vape rate on this, mm-hmm. Clear- or clearance rate. We call it the vape rate. We call it the vape rate because mm-hmm. ghosts are vaporous. That's right. The Greenbrier Ghost, one of America's most famous ghost stories. Um, a lot of good names in here. This this takes place in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, which I think actually might have been a suburb of Smogville at one point. Hmm. It sounds familiar. I don't know where Smogville is, but, I don't this, but it seems like this is encapsulated in it. Um, and just to be clear, we're, pro- we're going to make jokes. It's a tragic story. <laughs> Very tragic. We're, we don't condone the tragedy of it. So stop listening if you are, what, sensitive? To horrible To things. horrible things. Yeah. And even more sensitive when people mock, we're not quite mocking it, but we're going to make light of a lot of things. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. So I can get that. So we have Elva Zona Heaster. And that's three sisters? That is a person. <laughs> Elva Zona Heaster. This is the, we're going to get a lot of good names. Elva Zona Heaster, she was born somewhere around 1973. Um, at age 23, she met and fell in love with a drifter named Edward Stribling Trout. Shoe. <laughs> These are like Monty Python names. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like a Dick Van Dyke character. Why, it's me, Edward Stripling Trout Shoe. <laughs> okay. So uh, a drifter, you know, it's always good to fall in with a drifter. Mm-hmm. Um, got work uh, with a blacksmith, under a blacksmith named James Crookshanks. Wow, this is the... This is the short story that everyone wants to hear from the junior high student who loves, like, fantasy or something. Yeah. This is, like, your first attempt at writing characters. I'll bet, it is, I'll yeah. bet Kevin, or Stephen King's first, like, draft of something had names like this. Yeah. Then he's like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, no, this isn't good. So um, it's really sad. She's only 24. Um, Shu had sent a boy to their house to run an errand, and the boy found... Uh, what is her name? Elva's body at the foot of the stairs, um, described as stretched out with her feet together and one hand on her stomach. So the boy ran out of the house to tell his mother, who summoned the local doctor and coroner, who arrived over an hour later. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, the, b- b- you said born in 73. So this, is, this happened in like 90 or something? A- 1897. Oh, 18. Yeah, 1897. I swear you yeah. said 1973. Oh, maybe I did. So, 1873. Yeah. Okay, I got to get the right perspective. In my head, this was like, you know, they were like at the mall, at the arcade. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they're like stepping in mud and shit. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so, when I, so when I, being an hour late is not that big of a deal if you're coming on horse or foot. Yeah, or trying to sober up. Pro- probably trying to sober up. Yeah. Okay. So, George W. Knapp's the doctor and coroner. Um, by the time he gets there, uh, Trout Chew had actually carried the body up to the bedroom, uh, cleaned and dressed her herself, or himself, put a veil over her, and was just next to the what? bed sobbing. Yeah. Can you do that? No, that was unusual. Um, <laughs> only a woman is supposed to wash a woman's body. Oh. Well, I just meant, I, I didn't mean, like, like morally. I just oh, meant, you mean I like, just meant, like, legally. Can you, like, if, if I came home and found someone dead, I can just bathe them, put them, prop them up in a chair, put, like, comb their hair, and then the cops get there, and I'm just like, they're dead, clearly. Well, you can if the coroner's an unprofessional drunk. Okay. And I'm only true. guessing he was a drunk. He was. So, um, Dr. Knapp tried to examine the body, but uh, Mr. Trout Shoe was by its side, like, just sobbing uncontrollably. Um... When he tried to look closer at the woman's neck, 
um, Shu reacted so violently that Nap just went, fuck it, <laughs> and left. That probably happens more often than you think. Yeah. Going into a house where someone's died and the family's grieving, whether it's legitimate grieving or not, yeah. you probably get to a certain point where you're like, oh, well, I, I, I'm supposed to be at Applebee's to meet, to meet my girl. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, a 24-year-old woman otherwise in good health is dead. I don't, eh, Natural causes. Uh, no, the cause of death was everlasting faint. This, this is the, maybe the number one reason I like history. Yeah. Is to hear the fact that that, could that possibly be a real cause of death? Barely over 120 years ago. That, that, and people thought, oh, fair enough. Yeah, everlasting faint, deal. Uh, well, to be fair, Nap had been treating her for female trouble for the pre- prior two weeks. And, and by that, you mean vapors? I have no idea, or, female trouble. Yeah. That, I, I always love the vapors, like this mysterious kind of lightheadedness that women got when, when being uh, talked about gross things or, yeah. or, or non-gentlemanly subjects. Yeah. But Everlasting Faint literally sounds like a Dungeons & Dragons spell. Oh, it does. It everlasting sounds, Faint. It sounds like a magic user would cast that on yeah. a troll. Or it's an emo band. Ooh, that's pretty good, too. Everla- Either one. Everlasting Faint. Yeah. It's not bad for a band. ELF. Yeah. That's what their logo says, ELF. Everlasting Faint. Hello, we're Everlasting Faint. <laughs> we want to die. <laughs> so at the wake, um, Shu was just acting so manic. He kept, like, sobbing and then getting angry and then having a lot of energy. He wouldn't let anyone get near the coffin. <laughs> and he kept, like, messing with the body. Like, he kept, like, putting like arranging pillows under her head and sheets and <laughs> and he said it would help her her, her rest easier um, and then he tied her a scarf around her neck and said it was her favorite oh, <laughs> this now it's turning into a dateline episode and, yeah. like, even though this was 100 years ago even now that's how people act when they murder someone oh totally like yeah. every time you watch dateline the guy would get away clean if he didn't act like a total crazy person <laughs> right they'll say the, the best is when the killer that's, you know, his wife, his love of his life has just died. And I've seen some datelines where at the funeral, the guy was flirting with other single women. Oh, no, there's one. There's a famous case in Utah where the guy, like, brought his mistress in to live with them before he killed his wife. But, oh, hey, I just hired this nanny. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally normal. F- yeah. Um, so her mother never liked this guy. Mm-hmm. Edward Stribling Troutchew. Well, he was a um, drifter. So four weeks after the funeral, her mother is there, and a bright light took over the room, gradually taking form, filling the room with a trill, uh, a chill, and then vaporously moved in to or became Elva Zoner, a ghost. So a ghost. So the ghost of Elva shows up to her mom. Or a non-repeating, what do they call them in Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah, non-repeating <laughs> oh, what va- is it? vaporous apparition. It's something like that. Yeah. Is it non- it yeah. So she told her mom that she was a cruel man who abused her, attacked her in a fit of rage when he believed that she had cooked no meat for dinner. Oh. So she cooked no meat. He broke her neck. This is what the ghost says. The ghost showed up f- four nights in a row, always starting as a bright white light, vaporous, chilly, and then saying he killed me. Oh, and to prove to prove that her neck was broken, she turned her head completely around. Oh, like, nice! Like in the nice exorcist. maneuver. That's yeah. pretty cool. This is one of those things where he didn't have to go through all this trouble in an 1889 court. If he just said explained that she had not put meat in the dinner, he might have got off. They might have said not guilty, like justifiable rage. You know, surely the courts in 1897 weren't that insane. <laughs> Or were no, they? they were. They were. Or, or were like they? he would. He should have just gone to court. Okay. And his own lawyer too. Well, so they do an autopsy, um, and this is insane to me. Law required that he be present for the autopsy. So imagine he's innocent, and it's like, no, you have to come while we. Uh, this is a month after she died. My God, you have to come while we dig her up and then do an autopsy. Um, was he like running around and arranging dirt in different spots this time? They, like... they said the autopsy lasted uh, three hours. They found that her neck had indeed been broken um, and had finger marks on her neck. Um, so she was arrested and charged with murder. 
Uh, in prison, he bragged about how he had always wished to wed seven women. Mm. And so it turns out this was his third wife. Oh. So he was like, only four more to go to get my wish. Can't wait till I'm free. Insisting there's no evidence against him. And there was, I mean, there's evidence that she was murdered. But, but forensics back then was basically like, did you pass a scorned widow on the way? Yeah. Did you, did, did you see a black cat? Yeah. That was like forensics. Well, and he was, I mean, the boy discovered the body and he was supposedly at work. So, so they found, yes, she had been strangled to death and her neck broken. But how do we prove he did it? There is no evidence. Mm-hmm. There's only one bit of evidence. The ghost. Oh, that's okay. So um, the prosecutor didn't want to question the mom because he thought, you know, once she starts talking about this ghost, yeah, we're gonna lose we're it. We're gonna totally lose so it. So then the defense attorney's like, "All right, come up here and talk about this ghost." <laughs> Thinking like, "All right, see, yeah, we'll look at this crazy broad." Yeah, jury totally bought it. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, so based on third-hand testimony of a ghost, he was sentenced to life in prison. Of life. course, of course, a lynch mob immediately formed to storm the jail and hang him. Did they succeed? But the, no, they were dispersed. Wow. But so it was it was the the testimony essentially of the ghost. See, this is this to me is what terrifies me the most about the US justice system. Is like that that was only 100 years ago where someone's saying a ghost like your key witness like the the thing that's gonna just totally the whole case hinges upon a ghost. Uh huh. That's like that's just terrifies me that that's the jury that's gonna because you think about it now. Like I got let's say I, I get charged with some crime, I'm gonna get there to court and I'm gonna look at the jurors, and they're all gonna be wearing tool shirts, uh-huh. and I'm gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and before I was like, and I probably was innocent even, yeah. But then I was like, well, I guess I just better enjoy, learn to enjoy prison sex. I've been preparing for this my whole life. <laughs> Ever since I bought Undertow. Ever since I got Undertow when I was a, a young little wee lad. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess there's not really that much of a mystery to solve here, except the question is, did a ghost really appear? And uh, I'm going to go with yes. I'm just going to say yes. Well, the fact that it appeared four times. If it was just once, if you just, a ghost comes one time, you're like, ah, get out of here yeah. with that bullshit. Yeah. Someone comes back two times. I think, I think, huh, let's think on this a bit. Three times? Four times and her head spun in a circle? Mm-hmm. I was like, case closed. Ghost, Bam. Yeah. Like, yeah, I buy it too, completely. I feel like with a lot of our mysteries, we've, we've sort of taken the role as debunking mm-hmm. the, the central mystery. And this one, we're firmly bunking it. Yeah, we're bunking this. We're bunking this, absolutely. So I'm glad he got... And the funny thing, though, is like, that's not even that harsh of a, a prison sentence. Because in 1898, did you say? Uh, 97. 1897, life in prison... And he was already, what, 35 or something? Life in prison just means until his life ended. He, no in, one, in like five years. Yeah, from, in like, in like five years. Scarlet fever Yeah, or so it's like, it's like getting a five-year sentence. Yeah. So it's like stealing a car. <laughs> right. So he's like, oh, life in prison? Well, it's no big deal. Well, I only, I'm going to die of malaria yeah. in eight months anyway. I, I only have another four or five years with this consumption. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be I dead anyway. It's going to be the everlasting faint for me. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, I feel like this went pretty well. We talked about missing last week's episode. Our schedules sometimes, to peel back the curtain, are just hard to line up. Um, what we did this week is we recorded our parts separately, and mm. hopefully once we edit this together, you won't even notice. And, and while we're pu- pulling the curtain back, we might, I want to point out that the reason it's that sometimes here and there it's, it's delayed or late or whatever, or we, we miss a week, we have pretty badass lives. Like, we're doing stuff every single night of the week. Yeah, we are. We're just badass. And, 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 but we still, and this makes we're us... We're brag-bragging. This mu- makes us even more badass that we take the time to even do this, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I got stuff to do. I got places to be. <laughs> so do you. I got to go out to California for that one thing. You got your coast business. I got the coast business. You, you got, that, you got that, that other thing here in town. Wink, wink. Wink. Oh, hey, but don't wink so loud. Wink. Wink. So. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, check us out, Facebook, Instagram.com slash WorldChampionPod. If you know our old shows, we reunited with those guys very briefly, just long enough for one photo op, mm-hmm. Jonas, Sean, and even uh, John Powell, original member of yeah, Fight for Comics. all five. Fabulous five. Yeah. It, we, we, we unintentionally sparked rumors of a reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I would love to do, but I don't know that how realistic that is, again, because of our badass lives. It's, it's a badass lifestyle. I can't even guarantee that we're going to be together next week. I mean, let we, let's hope so. What about merchandise? Does anyone out there want merchandise? Yeah. Let us know on Facebook. Um, we have no money. I have no money. Do right. You have any money? No, I've got no money to speak of. No, but, but we might, if there's enough interest, we might want to Kickstarter some stuff. I yeah. want to make T-shirts. I want to make enamel pins. Yeah. I want I want a small run of koozies. I want maybe little stickers. I've I want a hat. About it. Hat. Yeah. yeah. So just so write in if you're interested at all in any kind of merchandise, and we're gonna start looking into that. Yeah. Worldchampionpodcast um, at gmail.com. And if you have just any kind of email, we love hearing from you. It gives us something to talk about, or if you want to respond to any story or, or debunk any bunking we do. Yeah, and Clay, every week I'm like, oh, we gotta we gotta read Clay's latest 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 email. Yeah, um, it's been over a month now, and we just always run out of time. We'll but get, I, to but him. we'll get to it. Yeah, there's no time and space in the World Champion Podcast world. It seems like a month has passed for you since you pushed send on that email, but. Here, it's only been with us for just today. You know, I, to peel back the curtain even more, you know how the Winter Soldier, they would just unfreeze him to go to his missions and then mm-hmm. they'd freeze him again. Right. That's like us. We're actually, we're, that, all that stuff out our badass lives was a lie. Yeah. We, we are in stasis except for the hour that we record. We are week. just two unfrozen caveman podcasters. 